Hey everybody, it's your boy DJ, aka Sexy Bad Choices. So we had some audio difficulties getting the episode out this week. So what we decided to do was to give you the straight audio rip from our live YouTube show. Again, that is every Sunday at 3 p.m. on our YouTube channel. You can check it out if you're not doing anything. So yeah, enjoy and thank you. What is up? On our plate this week, Microsoft overcomes a major, maybe final, hurdle to the Activision deal. Is Twitch in trouble after these recent layoffs from Amazon? Epic is setting ways by unveiling Unreal Editor for Fortnite, and it looks crazy. And, not final, but and, we have played Diablo 4 Beta, Tachia, and we have thoughts. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 12 of Press X Starts Gamers Digest. All right. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. Call of Duty has me by my wallet. But I haven't let go yet. So we'll see. I am Sean M.F. Ross. What the MF stand for? Fair DJ goes fucking up names again. <laughs> what do you mean? What it's Chia. Is it Chia? No T? No, the T is silent. They say it many times in the game. Well, I, I can't hear it because it's all subtitled, so. That is the worst she excuse. She says her used. name. That is the worst excuse you could have used. Oh, holy <laughs> fam. You just said, I don't care about your language. Cancel this man. <laughs> New Caledonia. Oh, man, I have so many thoughts about that game. Oh, man, that we'll, we'll get anyway. into that. Anyway. <laughs> Did I ask what the MF stand for? That was the answer. That was it. <laughs> it is in English. There are no subtitles have. for that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't turn the captions on for this, so I can't, you know, I can't see. <laughs> Hello, it is me, Avery. Hi, Avery. How are you? That's I'm proud of you. You didn't that's, fuck that up. That's an interesting <laughs> question. Uh... <laughs> no answer? By, by a pure definitional non-line standpoint, no, I'm not doing well, but let's keep, keep it moving. Okay. Honesty. I love it. I love it. Now you know who we are. Press X to start Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condensed the most important gaming news from the past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube right now. That's Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What up, YouTube? Don't forget you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hitting the notification bell. If you are listening, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are tuned in on. If you want to join in our conversations, you can, and you should, by joining our Discord at pressx2.com number two, press slash Discord. I believe that's it. Mm -hmm. It should be. It hasn't changed since Sounds about right. it was created. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know what? Go on that. Go on that site. Check it. Make sure it works. If it doesn't work, it works. It's a joke. It works. Okay. Just just go there. Join <laughs> the Discord. It's great. We have a good time. We tell jokes. We laugh. All right. Now you know who we are. It is time for you, listener, viewer, to take that napkin, put it on your lap, 
open up wide because we got something to give you. So I was cooking this morning, right? And I was just like, you know what? How can I spin the intro to make I, it? I hope Serene said <laughs> after that. Yeah, I, I was wondering where he's going with that. I, I got scared for a minute. Because we're, we're feeding the listener the news of this past week like it's food. So we're, we're going we're gonna to baby bird them. So they're going to open their mouth and be like, oh, you know? Right? You don't, you don't have to do that, listener. Okay. <laughs> All right, Avery. Coming Please, uh, take us away from this. Okay, hello, everyone. Our first story is Kotaku.com by Ethan Gotch. Microsoft just overcame a major hurdle blocking the Activision, de- uh, Activision deal. So once again, this is going to be an entire block of news about the ongoing Activision Blizzard deal and its relation to Microsoft's aggressive acquisition of them. Uh, and once again, I'm going to preface everything on the front that not a fan of this deal. How do you, all, how do you guys fan feel about this deal? Stop the steal. Okay, that's one. Opinion. That's one opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the point now where I feel like it's the lesser of two evils to either have Activision stay as is versus having Microsoft take over Activision. So I'm just like, all right, you know, Microsoft. There, it, it seems like the the play is good cop, bad cop, where Activision is playing the bad cop by like canceling the unions and so on and so forth and microsoft was like oh no we'll we'll support the unions like look at us we're signing all these deals and stuff so like they're playing that role i just hope that you know once this goes through because it looks like it's going to that they maintain that same energy and they're just not like all right well you know we got what we wanted go back to work you Mm -hmm. slaves it's either poop on a stick or a poop sandwich and like you said activision is acting like we're we're wild as hell we need somebody to rein us in like yeah i'm okay like before we get into the actual meat of the story, to get to your point, I am uh, just to reiterate this: I'm against this deal not because of any inherent PlayStation like support or bias yeah. and things like that. I don't play a majority of Activision Blizzard game. The only one I do play is Overwatch, and frankly, well, the only one I'm actively playing is Overwatch, and frankly, that's only because I'm a legacy Overwatch player. So, like them taking all of these games off PlayStation and all future games off PlayStation isn't really going to affect me in any way, shape, or form. My big problem with this has always been. I don't like a trillion-dollar corporation like Microsoft just money-hatting the video game industry to make up for their own mistakes in the last 10 years. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree my, with that. And my biggest thing is, if this $69 billion deal doesn't get stopped, then no future deal is going to get stopped. And Microsoft has 100% the money and the uh, the desire to eat the industry, if that makes sense, based entirely yeah. on their most recent publishing practices. Yeah, the government regulatory boards don't have teeth like they used to 20, 30, 40 years ago. So yeah, this story, uh, this story from Ethan got I just want to put the preamble here because I'm like like I said, this is I want to be fair to Microsoft in all of this. Mm-hmm. I want to put up my own like my own take up front so I can go through this story. Uh mm-hmm. and I uh, and um, yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to clarify that in the beginning. But anyway, yeah, so the the CMA, or the uh, UK's Competition and Market Authority, has eventually, after being very bullish on, I guess, reading PlayStation's talking points against this deal, have some summarized that everything that Microsoft has done in the sense accepting this, uh, beginning this process, is in line with their own, quote-unquote, uh, assertions of how they feel about the franchise as a whole, in particular, Call of Duty, and their uh, said multiple times, we're not taking this uh, game off PlayStation. 
the CMA is like, yeah, is it's in their best interest to keep this on PlayStation, and so we are agree. Uh, we are no longer acting as a uh, a block to this deal. Uh, they are still investigating Game Pass, but the and how they feel about that as a uh, big part of the deal and Microsoft's power involved with Game Pass. But as far as we know, the biggest hurdle, uh, uh, which is Call of Duty, has been taken off the board. And so this will probably, this the deal went from 50-50 not going through to like 75-80% going through in, in its entirety. So it's just them, uh, the remaining uh, EU-UK regulatory boards, and then the FTC, FTC to really decide the fate of this deal. And if this is and this isn't going, if they can't find anything that would really tangible, no, tangible to block this deal, then the, I'm of the mindset the deal is going to go through. Yeah. Yeah. So this. Yeah. So, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, yeah. No. So this goes into something else. And one of the tidbits you got Microsoft uh, gave from the uh, thing is they're still asserting that PlayStation has their 10 year deal. This is from Tom Ivan. From uh, VGC, Microsoft says ten years is sufficient for Sony to develop Call of Duty alternatives. So uh, they've uh, a lot of people have talked about how when this goal goes through, Sony has shot themselves in the foot, and Microsoft is going to play hardball and take away this ten deal deal. A, that's not going to happen. They one hundred percent need PlayStation to make to to maintain Call of Duty's value, and yep. B, it goes out entirely against everything the regulatory they've told regulatory boards. Uh, but I'll get to that in a second. They, there is one weird omission that we'll get to regulatory boards about how they how they're going to treat games going forward. Uh, but they similarly said there is Microsoft said ten years is sufficient enough for PlayStation to develop a Call of Duty alternative. We've talked about this before. PlayStation gave out an actual very detailed reason why this is not going to happen, and this is Microsoft uh, taking the ball and running it home with this. With this, if that makes sense, in that there is no way PlayStation is going to make a game that rivals Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah, no. no. PlayStation is not built to do something like that. So it's not like, it's not even that PlayStation, PlayStation it's not even that PlayStation is is built. I'm of the mindset until Call of Duty eventually falls off, there is no way another game is going to be able to It has to kill itself. Yeah. Yeah. Surpass. Well I mean that I I get, I think that's where I'm getting at in terms of like PlayStation isn't built to just throw money at this one game to hopefully get it to topple like call of duty like that's not that's just not gonna happen like they they're their bread and butter is not the first person shooter genre so they don't they wouldn't see that as being anymore. a good idea anymore to, yeah well yeah 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 i played four like, kill zone games yeah <laughs> uh yeah i mean uh, people are asking for that still they're asking for socom they're asking for a couple things i mean it is what it is i don't really i don't I, I see a lot of people asking about. Oh. I see a lot of people asking about SOCOM online, my guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I see that too, but I, I see that as being a symptom of that's really the Roll, only military shooter. Yeah, that's the only really like military shooter that PlayStation can pull from because that was an old exclusive they had. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the the a world in which PlayStation built, even even with Bungie at their hands, I don't think they can do it. I think the world, the world that PlayStation builds a, a game in 10, 10 years to do wireless Call of Duty is A, not, A they're going to want to keep it play, uh, PlayStation inclusive, so it's not going to have the wider appeal of Call of Duty. B, Call of Duty is like, I want to wait, think they spend like upwards of $500 million, uh, on a single game, which is like, I don't think PlayStation games will top $100 million. 
and like yeah. be made by a bunch of studios, but they don't hit those numbers as far as I'm aware. And B, yeah. they they operate with like all of Activision Blizzard is designed to make Call of Duty. And like PlayStation, and like that's not what PlayStation Mark now. Nah, PlayStation can make up the revenue through other games. Yeah. In regards to making other which is probably why their games as a service initiative is going to, but the PlayStation place uh, now let's take a closer look. No other developer, no other publisher can make a Call of Duty uh killer. At all. Yeah. I don't think so. No. Uh, yeah. Totally agree. Like this is all like one thing that I find this comic cheeky is that like it ignores Microsoft's attempts with Halo to make a Call of Duty killer and how mm. that ultimately went. Even though Halo precludes Call of Duty in the actual marketing game space of what they wanted Halo Infinite to be was the premier shooter. That's not happening. Yeah. I totally uh, forgot I about Halo. The ball. Damn. Well. Well. Okay, so in I, I made a, a snide comment about uh, Microsoft's assertions. Uh, one of the big things that Microsoft has talked about repeatedly, Phil Spencer has used as a talking point, they don't want, they want to, Xbox wants to give more games to more people. Let's ignore, and that's their talking point with this entire deal and all these deals that they've been making. Let's ignore the yeah. fact that, uh, how would I say this? The how many uh, Bethesda games have now gone fully exclusive? The arguments that people have been, yeah. I've, the arguments I've always felt and heard was that okay, these games are being made with my, uh, Microsoft in hand. That's why they're exclusive. Yada yada. Microsoft gave that really dumb chart about why. Starfield is going to be an exclusive while other games aren't and things like that. And I've always thought it was dumb and it's really dumb. Mm-hmm. But this assertion is that they don't want to... They, games are for everyone. Xbox wants to put in as many games as for everyone possible. My big thing with all these people, I just want them to say what they're trying to say and not trying to sugarcoat this in PR speak. Yeah, yeah, because like yeah. What, yeah. what they mean is they want games on Game Pass everywhere they want. That's what they really want. Because they get money, because Game Pass is their final uh, be-all, end-all of what they want their organization to be, regardless of what everything they say. So this story is from uh, Zach Swison from Kotaku.com. Xbox cans PS5 version of big games despite all talk about player choice. So this is just revealing that Redfall, the big game that came out, that's coming out this year from uh, from Arcane, uh, is, was originally had a PS5 queue that was in development, and then when the Xbox Bethesda deal came in, it was canceled. Uh, which, 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 okay. also, which also puts me in line is me looking at Bethesda's entire catalog for the last, I don't know, three to four years tells me that Hi-Fi Rush also probably had a PlayStation SKU at a certain point that was canceled to make it an exclusive. So, yeah. player choice doesn't matter. All these people don't give a shit about player choice. They just want you to buy and play their games on a software or on the software and or platform, platform that makes them the most money. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. It's the they're trying to play the game of being for the people, but also looking at the bottom line in terms of, all right, can we stomach the idea of or I guess, can we stomach the loss of profit from Redfall being exclusive from Starfield being exclusive? And it's just like, yeah, we have a a pretty good idea. I would say it would have been in Redfall's best interest as a multiplayer focused game to be multi-platform. Oh, no, I totally agree with you in terms of the survivability of that game. But I'm looking at it from Microsoft's perspective in terms of how much money they're going to lose by not releasing Redfall as multi-platform. And it's just like they look at them and they're like, yeah, we can we can definitely eat those numbers. That's fine. And then 
the conversation comes, okay, well, can we stomach the loss of profits from putting Call of Duty or making Call of Duty exclusive? And it's like, absolutely not. No, there's no way. Like, that game is such a juggernaut. And it's just like, I get them, them saying the whole, like, oh, yeah, we want games to be everywhere. Like, that is such BS. Like, that is BS. They shouldn't have said that. Like, we all, or most of us are just aware enough of the market to know, like, no, you're just saying that just to sound good. Like you, you know, you don't really mean that. You're saying these are talking points. Yeah, you're saying these are talking points. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Our final story in this entire section is that this is the most wild thing uh, uh, that happened this week. I find it funny, so I'm going to laugh here. Uh, this is from Luke Plunkett, also from Kotaku.com. U.S. Senator U.S. Senator blasts Sony's monopoly on cool Japanese games. That's a Kotaku headline. But the 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 long and short of it. It's during these, uh, these, uh, he, uh, during the, I think this is involving the FTC stuff, uh, during these sort of hearings about uh, the Microsoft Activision deal, one of the uh, uh, senators, I believe Democratic Senator Maria Cantwell, representing the state of Washington, came out with the most wild statement. I'm going to read it verbatim. Uh, they said, who raised the, uh, Sony has a monopoly on, on the high-end game market and owns, 90, yeah, I'm told that Sony controls the monopoly of 98% of the high-end game market, yet Japanese government has allowed Sony to engage in blatant anti-competitive conduct through exclusive deals and payments to game players, especially establishing games that are, are, that are among the most popular in Japan. So, translate, she's like, why are all the cool Japanese games are on, on PlayStation, why do they have, and why do they have a 98% game monopoly? I'm betting... Nobody has an Xbox in Japan. <laughs> I'm betting that these talking points were fed to her by someone from Activision Blizzard because these numbers make no sense. Uh, Probably not... Lulu. Well, it is her job. Uh, well, it... here's the thing, though, Avery. Her home state is Washington State. Uh, I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft is in her home turf. <laughs> you, you can probably find You know, I didn't think about that. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. You can probably find some uh, fucking financial transactions between her and Microsoft at a certain point. Yep. But yeah, uh, let's break down how this, why this is the dumbest argument ever. Uh, 98% ignores both PC, ignores both Nintendo. Sony is mobile. the, yeah, mobile. Sony is the market leader. They do not own 90% of the market share. Those numbers make absolutely no sense. Uh, in regards to Japanese, uh, in, in regards to Japanese games, yeah, Sony's a Japanese company, and as, as I've been doing research into Japanese uh, business, J Japan encourages encourages corporate consolidation because they want to be more uh, competitive on the global scale. So they want bigger yeah. and bigger companies out in Japan to be able to compete with rival corporations. So they're they're never going to oppose a corporate consolidation or quote unquote anti-competitive corporate deals. Whether now are these deals anti-competitive? Yes, but that's because they're designed. All exclusivity deals are designed to be this way. These this right, uh. Right. There's, I have a weird, I've, I've been doing a lot of breakdowns on exclusivity and wh why one company will do it and why another company is do it. I think the facts are interesting. I'd like to have a conversation about that at a later date. But yeah, uh, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Uh, Sony does not, Sony doesn't have a monopoly at all. Uh, they probably own a good, they're the market leader and own a good chunk of the, of the main console market, but that's ignoring the existence of of mobile, ignoring the existence of PC, ignoring the existence of Nintendo and the Switch. Now, in regards, to, and I wouldn't even say they have, 
I say they have sixty percent of the main sixty to seventy five percent of the main console market. But once again, That's the number I had rattling in my head. Too. Yeah, but but once again, that is not because they're making anti-competitive deals. It's because they spent the last ten years creating a bunch of blockbuster games to sell their sell their console. Didn't fumble the bag like Microsoft did at the beginning of the last generation, and then. <clears throat> they're sitting under the tree shade that they planted 10 years ago. Yeah, that's, and then have, exactly. despite a bunch of corporate for faux pas, which for mo- some of them are unforgivable, have been able to maintain their popularity, do a console uh, console change, a generational refresh, and a, uh, how would I say this? And a chip shortage to keep their console from selling mm-hmm. well. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this, this is fascinating. Uh, yeah. People should check out the uh, article. Yeah. So, uh, listeners and, and watchers out there, let us know how you feel about this whole thing happening between Microsoft and, and Activision in this deal. And do you think it's going to go through? Do you think this is putting them in a good position? You know, let us know. What's next, Avery? How dare a Japanese company catering to Japanese taste dominate their own home market? <laughs> They're anti competitive. Never mind the fact that. I like 30 my... years ago, they probably wouldn't even want no Japanese fucking media in America. Go ahead, Avery. I'm... That's ignoring their entire core tic- the TikTok shit that's going on right now. No, it's also <laughs> ignoring the fact that I think the thing is not talking about in Japan, more or more or talking about in America. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. even then makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, so, actually, real quick. Um, I, 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 this is a conversation, actually. Uh, I'll be really quick, but like, it just occurred to me that if PlayStation were to buy Square Enix, that would happen in Japan, right? One hundred percent. And they're well, I guess I guess the the whole trades commission thing would still be we, able. We to... would yeah, we would still get one hundred percent the major market thing, but like there would be absolutely no. Like it would be a much cleaner merger than anything uh, Microsoft yeah. is working with right now. Okay. Okay. And that just occurred to me. Yeah, that's just on sheer size, uh, the way PlayStation makes like makes business. Like a big talking point in the way at Microsoft is that they will be taking games that are historically all multi-platform away from that. And then if you look at a PlayStation buying uh, Square, name the last big Square game that was multi-platform. The last one's the last is Final Fantasy 15. Every big Square game. Yeah. Has been, has been exclusive, PlayStation yeah. exclusive. So they haven't really, and even before that, Outriders. Not, ah, not a big square game. Not a big square game. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Not a big square game. Uh, didn't they let go of that company after? <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't own the company. They don't own the IP. Oh, you're saying. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just public. published okay. the game. <laughs> uh, uh, like, and then the only big uh, PlayStation, ignoring 15, the only other big Xbox. Uh, Xbox Final Fantasy game was 13 in that entire trilogy, but historically the entire Final Fantasy franchise has been a Nintendo and Sony thing bouncing back and forth yeah. for years. Mm-hmm. But like, they, there's no even argument that they're taking away games from Xbox. But yeah, that's that's not here or there. That's a different conversation that we can get into, yeah. and maybe in a special conversation about what what Sony does in in reaction to oh, what is uh of, of this deal. But yeah, our next story is from Nicole Carpenter. This is from Polygon. Twitch lays off hundreds amid Amazon cuts. So this is a sort of uh, in more corporate 
uh, bullshit in regards to uh, fiscal, fiscal, fiscal uh, earnings and financial bullshit. Twitch has said they're uh, Twitch one. The CEO of Twitch left. Like I want to say earlier this week, he left. He was replaced by I believe the president of Twitch, uh, who reports from streamers who have met him is like, huh, this is not a good guy. Uh, there is, uh, they uh, Twitch of, Twitch revealed that they're giving uh, they're letting go of four hundred people. These four hundred people do not know who they are. In fact, okay. the number was put out, and then Twitch said, we're going to tell these 400 people, we're going to take these people aside, and then tell them they're being let go. Uh, that is just so, like... Yeah. That's terrifying, man. That is so terrifying. Man. Uh, why this is sort of a big story is that I do not believe Twitch is in a good place i think the revenue split uh the revenue switch their ads their ad programs uh the rise of actual competitors like youtube gaming the the revolution of kick who i don't like mentioning kick as a platform because like they're not a like they're not a genuine platform Mm. like what is kick Kick is a streaming. Okay, I'll, I'll get into this. Kick is a streaming competitive streaming Sorry. service that is uh, platformed by Trainwreck TV that is owned by Stake.com. Twitch is a YouTube. Twitch is a live streaming service that is, is designed to make money, and but it's like any other uh, entertainment brand. Kick is a live yeah. streaming service designed to get people into gambling and and make oh, money yeah, through yeah. gambling. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, it's owned by Stake.com, a yeah. website that was kicked off of Twitch when they had their, their they had their gambling uh, exodus. Yeah. So they so they built their own uh, streaming service, got Trainwreck, the biggest degenerate gambler on Twitch, to be their oh, okay. be their face. I remember I was talking about that for a little and, bit. Yeah, and and is now trying to attract people with a 10 percent split of revenue, which is attractive because. Kick doesn't give a shit about losing money on Kick, losing yeah. money through ads and stuff, because they're making money of all the people who watch Trainwrecks gamble for twelve hours a day, losing millions and millions of dollars, and says right. and attracts to get, join uh, stakes and gamble through them. So I don't want to bring up like Kick is attractive because of Trainwrecks branding, but and uh, but for the most part, I don't want to bring them bring them up as a competitor because I don't think they're going to last forever. Hopefully, uh, because yeah, that would yeah, be yeah, a, yeah. that would be a dystopian if they be, become bigger than yeah. Twitch. Yeah. Uh, so they're not in a good place. They've got more and more competitors. Their uh, their uh, actual user uh, user base and uh, and uh, workforce is unhappy. And now their actual corporate uh, s- structure has now lost about four hundred people. I don't know, and for no other reason other than they're not financially uh, good in Amazon's eyes. So if Amazon is restru- like trying to make themselves look better in the in, in an oncoming recession, they're like, all right, let's give it a 400 jobs. We can lose them from Twitch. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to throw one out there for Microsoft, but goddamn, if they just held on a little bit longer with Mixer, I, I don't know why they were expecting it to be an instant success. 
they went into yeah. this the same way that Google went into Stadia. We're like, oh man, look at the synergy we can have with YouTube and Stadia. Microsoft was like, oh man, look at the synergy we can have from uh, from Wow Mixer to uh, to Xbox Live. Yeah. So I did a, a quick little Google to see like, oh, how many people work at Twitch right now, and it is one thousand one hundred and forty six people. I don't know oh, wow. so how old this number is. That is insane. Like, how do you operate at with with that half amount capacity. of loss? Call call so, it half capacity. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, man, that is that is so troubling. Again, it's so scary. Like, it's terrible. Again, that Amazon, fucking Amazon. Everyone uses yeah. Amazon. Yet Amazon doesn't have enough money to support these people. On a, on a on a very popular streaming platform, it's just like no, they do. Netflix. They just don't want to lose money in that budget. Or they don't want to exactly, lose exactly. more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. man. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, uh, I still think Twitch is the best of the streaming platforms. I think there needs to be a lot of engineering stuff done with it. I think there need to fix their ad programs. There should be no reason where I click on a stream and instead of watching the streamer in particular, I get a 30 second ad. Like that's just gonna make me just leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, oh, I also I also think they 100% need to fix their revenue split. Uh, 50, you know, I, I want... They're currently okay, 50, okay. yeah. They're currently fifty fifty on revenue so, uh, for subs. So if I I if I get uh, if I put down a five dollar sub on someone, they're only getting two fifty. Mm. Uh, there used to be a deal where certain streamers got seventy thirty. Uh, but they're all mm -hmm. they've gotten rid of all of that. Now everyone is making fifty fifty, uh, which they need to fix. I think fundamentally, if you're if you're an affiliate, fifty fifty makes sense. If you become a partner, you should be one hundred percent able to argue uh, seventy thirty. And then I think. If you become a big enough streamer, you should be 100% able to argue of of a bit a better cut by virtue of oh I have a hundred I'm XQC I have 50,000 people watching me on a daily basis I probably you can we can probably afford to give me a 90 10 split to a keep me on the platform and b make it better and then they're at uh, then they need to deal with their ad ad density program needs to be just flat. Like if you have I, a, I think they have that mindset of where else are you gonna go? Well, there is alternatives now, uh, but yeah, I think uh, uh, which are growing. But like my thing with the uh, with the, I think when I say with the ad thing is that like some people who get five hundred viewers will get like this insane program where if they run a high density amount of ads, they'll get like two thousand five hundred dollars, and then some people who get a thousand will get less, and it's like it needs to be flat above the board. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just to go back to the whole competitor thing, like, I wonder what Google YouTube is just, like, looking at. It's like, oh, like, this could be our chance to, like, make our stuff better and, and get back into that market. But, like... Well, I mean, YouTube gaming has never left. They're consistently signing big content streamers like Ludwig, Valkyrie, Saikuno. Uh, they have a bunch of really big people. The problem with YouTube gaming is that there's absolutely no discovery. Like, if you go to the live right. page, yeah. you're going to get a bunch of, like, uh, lo-fi beats and chill, but you won't yeah, be able yeah. to find, like, actual streamers and streaming there. And then you yeah. go, and then when you try and click in, when you actually get to the game portion and try to click in the games, it doesn't even sort by, like, region. It just puts in, like, random, the most popular random things, and more often than not, the most popular random things are foreign language. So, mm -hmm. if, like, if you're in a, if, yeah, 
So it's like it, there are a lot of problems with YouTube TV. Kick is just I, a cartoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Twitch is in a Twitch is in dire straits right now. It'll be interesting to see how they go forward with this if the new president is truly what we all believe him to be is just a corporate steward from Amazon designed to uh, mm. bleed all the money from Twitch if they can or or whether he's going to actually talk to the the streamers who work at uh, Twitch and work to put in uh, products and a revenue split that makes everyone happy. And then the question needs to come from with, Am with Amazon, does Amazon want Twitch to be a money maker or does amazon amazon want twitch to be a consistent uh feather in their bonnet in time of content yeah yeah we'll see man <clears throat> okay sorry uh our next story is from tom ivan this is from vgc as well epic launches unreal editor for fortnite alongside new creator economy so the big thing that happened in the Epic space is that they showed off the un, uh, uh, sort of the uh, Unreal Editor for Fortnite, which is uh, for, uh, Fortnite Creative 2. Uh, essentially, it is essentially the creative mode for Fortnite, but it's essentially, uh, how to say this? It's like Roblox. It's like Dreams. It's like, it's all it's the bonkers. assets that, yeah. It's like all the assets are in Fortnite, plus all the assets and power you can get with the, un, essentially the power of Unreal 5 allowing you to essentially make nearly whatever you want in Fortnite beyond anything that you can dream of. The most interesting bit of this is why it makes Epic such an interesting company and why like, I always laugh when people are like anti-Epic is that Man. the big thing is that they're taking 40% of their in-game sales from their store and they're funneling that into the, uh, the, uh, the Fortnite creative project. So essentially, if you're able to make something creative and it pops the fuck off, you are going to get paid. Like there is a now yeah. a there is That's now so awesome, dude. There is now it's now they are the first one of the first companies I think, oh, at least in the mainstream sense, because I don't think Roblox is on console. Because uh, I think I think you can get pet cash from Roblox, but whatever. Uh, they're one of the first major companies that are able to allow people to creatively make UGC content and then get paid based on their popularity. Which yeah, which is like the dream. Like that's what. So many creators wanted like want this kind of like revenue. Yeah, just give them the tools. To be. Yeah, like give us the stuff. We'll make stuff for you. And if you pay us, that will attract more people because more people are gonna be like, oh, I I, I like doing 3D modeling. Let me try Without this. Without having to learn Fortnite. to actually code and learn yeah. to use Maya and all this. Yeah. Yeah. This and like cool. this is this this is such a good avenue of bringing in like new talent into Epic. Like this is this is such a perfect thing, like from all aspects. Like something like this would make me reconsider like my grievances with Fortnite the game. Because if people are really like dedicated to this and start doing like crazy stuff with it, that would be the thing to get me in where I'm I don't have to play like the battle royale like i could just play these different games and like get different experiences i mean to be yeah. fair these different experiences exist in fortnite currently the only difference being now they're going to have the power of creative 2 which looks impressive but that's pretty much just unreal 5 and then yeah. there's going to be a stronger creator economy yeah I, again like that would be cool because like i when i think of fortnite i think of fortnite as like I guess Fortnite vanilla in terms of like the battle royale experience. Like I don't really know too much about the other 
things you can do in that game. So this is just oh wow, I didn't realize cool. Epic uh, was founded in Potomac, Maryland. <laughs> really? Oh, mm-hmm. Potomac, though. His parents' basement in '91. Sure, basement. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was a second floor to them. Rich mofo. Anyways, <laughs> uh, hey, listener, let us know what you do. You play Fortnite? Are you interested in this Fort uh, Unreal editor? Hmm? Let us know because that would be great. You know, you can make some content, maybe some uh, press X start content. That'd be pretty cool. You know, you know, wink, wink. I'm not actually winking because winking is weird. Anyways, uh, listener, again, hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. For watching. For watching. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna own it. I'm a, I'm gonna edit the Wikipedia article and put that as a word for all of internet. Whatever. Hey, look. Please just like the video. Okay, like the like subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. We need you to do, to do those three things, and we would greatly appreciate it. If you are listening, please leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate that too. You can do both. That'd be great. We'd appreciate the numbers. Um, after you do that, you can check our YouTube page and watch our shorts because they're funny and they're cool, and you should do that because it's it's a good time. Uh, I say shorts. You know what I mean. The the YouTube reels, not like our actual shorts, because that'd be weird and that'd be inappropriate to do um yeah 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 so do that all right avery finish us off with the news okay so our last two stories are i'm going to keep relatively quick our first story is from zach schweichen this is from photography.com uh greedy new teenage mutant ninja turtles game takes after god of war uh so a uh let me see how i fucking say yeah, so a Paramount executive who owns the rights to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pretty much in an interview revealed that they're making a Ninja Turtles game based off the last Ronin comic book, which is a comic book in which all the Ninja Turtles are dead, save for one, who uses all their weapons and is uh, fighting, I guess, I, I haven't read Last Ronin because I have a really weird relationship with Ninja Turtles, where in which I only mm. watch the Ninja Turtles movies and then all, all other media involving them I kind of don't give a shit about. Uh... So I only know about Last Ronin through popular osmosis of comic books, but uh, mm-hmm. from all reports, it seems to be a really great story. If you uh, in, in the air, era in the age of Dark Knight, uh, I mean the Dark Knight Returns. Uh, so yeah, they're making a game based off of that comic book, and their their biggest emphasis is God of War, or at least the most recent God of War uh, reboot. I mean that's cool. That's exciting. Uh, I'm I'm not that big of an, a turtles fan, so something like this I would have to you know see a trailer to be sold on. Because right now I'm yeah. just like okay, sure, you know. But yeah, it's a cool idea. Like I I also know of Last Ronin from uh, just like you know articles and stuff on it. Like I again I don't really follow the turtle stuff, so I don't really have any understanding of it beyond the whole idea of what Avery. Uh, explain so we'll see we'll see how about you sean um i mean of course i watched the cartoon like everybody else back in the day so yeah. i mean i'm a fan of ninja turtles um i wouldn't say i'm the biggest fan i never read any of the uh comic books but i mean i watched the cartoons i watched the movies all the good stuff so i mean and i played most of the you know a good amount of the games i'm not gonna say most of the games but um, I'd play this if it came out. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, depending on who's making it. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I, and... I feel like I feel like we always have to do this. Uh, my favorite my favorite turtle was Donatello because agreed. Donald. Yeah. Sean. He he makes machines. <laughs> uh I guess Mikey. Mikey? Yeah. That's respectable. That's respectable. <laughs> All right. Okay. And our final story, uh, this is from Andy Robinson from VGC. PlayStation Spider-Man 2 will release in September after claims. So in a fucking fever dream of a, uh, I want to say, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Tony, uh, Tony Todd, uh, someone like responded to Tony Todd on Twitter, and then Tony Todd just took that as a response to just reveal everything he knows about uh, Insomniac Spider-Man. As in, like, it's full-on marketing plan. Uh <laughs> like someone asked him, hey man, when's the next Spider-Man coming out? I'm really waiting forward to it. And his response is, looks like September, massive publicity coming in August, commercials start dropping in August, so I'm told, hold on and hold your breath, gonna be necessary. I read that weird, but I'm just, uh, uh, he, he, did, he then, like, people respond to this, real, like, real, like, people from Sony, people, like, like, I think, I, I only saw it because someone who works at another Sony studio was like, People from Insomnia looking at this going like, oh my God. <laughs> and then like, someone responded to Tony Todd and say, hey man, I don't think he's supposed to be saying this. Like, like other people were like, yo man, Tony Todd does not give a fuck about an NDA. And then he like retweeted someone saying, oops. And then like the entire endeavor ended with him posting like a really ominous image of him inside his house in a pool with like his like weird like Candyman eyes being like, yeah. hey man. <laughs> yeah, such a creepy picture. Oh my god! Uh, the last couple, the, the last, the last couple, the last couple of hours have been a fever dream. Blame the jet lagger for bullshit. <laughs> hey man, I might not be even venom anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, mm -mm. what the fuck? I mean, some oh people think gosh. that that's a that's a planned leak. That's a control leak. So I mean, that's one hundred percent out of control. So, I don't think this so. is one hundred percent a dude who doesn't work in video games, and is an old ass man on Twitter. Just looking at a fan's response and saying, oh, I'm going to respond to this. Uh, well, it says the yeah. tweet is deleted, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the thing of, like, movies and games work very differently in that, like, movies, you can talk about this stuff because it's like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah, there's a movie coming out at some um, point. Like, Yeah, like, the longest time it takes for a movie to come out is, like, maybe two years. Yeah. And this is, so, and this is the game that's supposed to come out this year that he's presumably been working on for three or four Mm -hmm. So like yeah, mm -hmm. man. I'm excited for it though. I I hey man, September sounds like a great month for me to play some Spider Man. So I'm ready for it. And no one else is ready for it. Is it just me? You already know I how know. I feel about. I I think I've already made myself clear on how I feel about Spider Man Two. It's like, all right, cool, more Spider Man. I'm yeah. still not, I'm still not a Miles fan. You haven't showed me what this game is and what, how I'm going to be playing this game going forward. So like I can only be so excited for it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, makes sense. Okay, all right. Well, fine then. Gosh, all right. Well, that has been the gaming news. Before we wrap this up, let's talk about the games we have been playing. Sean, you can start with Chia. See what I did there? I said it correctly, like the first time. Um, this game is massive as far as what it wants you to do like if you want 100 percent the game and at the same time it's not um it just feels like she moves slow and there's a lot of animations that are unnecessary 
that could speed up me 100% in this game. But um, it has a beautiful aesthetic. Um, I'm not quite sure what language this game is, but everything is in a... Um, it's French. I figured. Yeah, I was also playing it, and uh, Trine walked into the room, and she was like, is that? Is he talking about... They're talking French? And I was like, you know, it sounded kind of familiar, but I couldn't... I don't speak French. Mm. I just kind of know it. Plus, it's a different like, dialect, so it's like... Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, but, but no, the, the aesthetic is nice. Um, <clears throat> the basic story is you are trying to rescue your father and oppose some force that recently came to the area and is just, you know, some monolithic thing. Um, you make some friends along the way. It has a lot of interesting mini games. You can possess rocks, birds, uh, fire. A knife at one point. Um, different mini games. You have a banjo. I think you, at one point you're rubbing two sticks together to make music. You mm -hmm. have your raft that you can upgrade. Or uh, I'm not gonna say upgrade because I know you can customize it. I haven't gotten to a portion where you can necessarily upgrade it. You do upgrade her stamina and uh, like how long she can stay possessed into things. Okay. Um. There's just a lot to do. She can climb walls like Zola and Spider Link and Spider Man. Um, <laughs> what is up with you and Zelda? Or Zelda and Link? I just want to. I just want to clarify. It's not Zelda. No, I know. I know. I know. Shit, <laughs> it's Spider Man. I don't know. Like, listen to this fool. He thinks Link is Zelda. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, it, there's boat racing. There's a. Uh, or raft racing, rather. Um, there's just a lot to do in this game. Yeah. However, I'm not sure it's for everybody. Yeah. As uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But I, I, I also have to take time to remember that I still have my Apex and Call of Duty to play from time to time. But <laughs> it's, it's a fun experience. What, what say you? Yeah, so I'm also, I was playing this. I actually put it down because I wasn't having uh, that great of a time. I think for me, the the intro was kind of slow. I really do mm. like the aesthetic. I think the, the color, the color palette that they use is just beautiful. Like, I do appreciate the fact that, although I, I have my own thoughts about it, I appreciate the fact that this whole thing is in French and, like, it's just subtitles if you don't know French, so it's like you just have to deal with it. Like, I had to deal with it. And that, that was also one of the things that kind of pushed me away from it because at the time when I was playing it, I was also... Uh, I think I was, like, on my phone or something. So, like, I didn't yeah, realize... Yeah, actually look, look at what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I had to read the subtitles. I was like, oh, okay. So, so I, I was reading the subtitles, like, keep them up, and I'm just like... I don't, I don't, this is, this is not for me this right now. Doesn't like, this doesn't bother me because I, I'm coming off of the fact of playing seven Yakuza games back to back to back and every single <laughs> one is in Japanese with subtitles. So you already talked away. Another, yeah, it's just another game for me. It's no big deal. Right. So yeah, like, I think I can appreciate this game for what it's doing for the, you know, it bringing the light new Caledonia. I think that's the name of the, the, yeah. the island. Yeah. So like that's Granted, all cool it's, insp it's inspired by them. The, the islands and all that are uh, fictionalized. You know they're yeah, yeah. they're reimagining. So like I I pretty much stopped near the beginning where like I haven't even 
got the use i haven't been able to use the actual power that the the girl has like i haven't mm -hmm. been able to do much like i got to the major city and oh, i just kind of paused there. there man it, yeah it, it gets to be a lot of stuff that you could do with that yeah yeah well um what kind of pulled me away was the next game we're gonna talk about diablo 4 beta so i i saw this because i think i saw cameron play it and I was just like, yeah, I saw him playing it. Yeah, I was like, ain't no way Cameron's gonna. Um, he's pre-ordering Diablo. Like, I didn't think he was in Diablo. And then I kind of looked at it and I looked more into it. I was like, oh, it's a, it's an open beta. I was like, oh, all right, I'll try the open beta just because, like, I've the closest thing I've played to Diablo was Guild Wars, and I played with my wife for a little bit. So, like, something like this is somewhat a foreign kind of game to me, where I don't really play these kinds of games all that much because I just think it's kind of just boring because you're just kind of clicking and you're just watching that the things happen anyways um i jumped in the game started playing it i picked the druid because shout out to uh tales of the stinky dragon uh shout out to uh john his character is a druid and his character is just completely insane so it's like oh i'm definitely gonna go druid uh the druid class you can essentially shapeshift so you can do a werewolf you can become a werebear you can also use magic as well i Started that class and was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I like the character. I like how my character looked. The story is very demonic. And it's just like, oh, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of funny. Um, playing the game, I was about 30 minutes in. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think I'm liking this. So this is kind of boring to me. It is just like clicking on stuff and watching the enemies die and so on and so forth. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't really want to do this. And I think I, I hit a point where... I was getting armor and I was like, ooh, I kind of like this loop. And I had unlocked the skill to make my druid like an earthender from Avatar. And I was like, I kind of like this. And I just, my mind changed almost 180, like in the matter of like five minutes from like, eh, this is all right to like, oh, I'm really actually enjoying this game. God forbid so I, somebody slip you some crack. <laughs> hey, it's a problem, okay? Or some say it's a talent, a skill, some mm -hmm. say. Anyways, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up having a really good time with it. Um, I think the story is interesting. I don't really know exactly what's going on. I think it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of like, you know, maybe that's like the style of Diablo stories where you don't really know what's happening until somewhere and you realize, oh, you're the chosen one. And you're just like, okay, I guess I got to go fight this big baddie. And boy, is Lilith a big baddie. You know what I mean? <laughs> She has like horns coming out of her head. She doesn't have any boobs and she has a cape that's made out of skin. It's completely insane. It's crazy. Uh, the one thing that I really like about the game is that there is a local like couch co-op, which is just, you know, known for Diablo for oh. having that. Even like it's included in the beta. So like me and my wife played the beta together and it was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Like this is a game that we could play together. And it's not, it's not super challenging 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 is the word not challenging mm -hmm. uh and then for that i used the necromancer class and that class is completely broken so i think in the beta or i guess in the actual release they're gonna have to like rebalance the class because the necromancer class you can just summon up corpse to fight for you and you can have mm -hmm. four at a time and at that point you're just like sitting back as your people just destroy everything around you it may just significantly ramp up further as you go on that that too, yeah, it's very positive, yeah. 
so yeah, like I, I had a good time. I am definitely looking oh. at Diablo 4 as a game that I could possibly get now, which is kind of weird. Oh, Avery said they're not balancing the classes. Oh, that's interesting if that's the case. Okay. <laughs> they that's may cool. just ramp up the difficulty, like I said. Um, yeah, yeah. How far did you get roughly into it? So I got up to the... Um, oh, shame I got on to me. the Hermit. Oh, no, actually, I got to the big city. I got to the big city. The, okay, so I you got beat to the, the first dungeon boss. Yeah, yeah. I beat, I beat the first dungeon boss solo. I, Shreen and I, we didn't get to that dungeon boss yet. But I don't think we're going to have any issues with it. No, actually, no, no. We did okay. beat the dungeon boss. That's the last thing we did. We beat the dungeon boss and put the game down. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, last little bit. I just want to give everybody an update. So I have Call of Duty on here. The reason why I have Call of Duty on here is because it has officially taken over my Genshin Impact space. I wow. haven't turned on Genshin Impact in the last like four days or so, something like that. I I, I turned it on one time just to kind of check in on things, but like I really haven't been back. And it, yeah, like so maybe what, when what the update mode comes, are you playing in Call of Duty? So. When my when my boys are online, you know, Sean, you know, sometimes uh Marcus and, and Sean's cousins, uh, we play DMZ, but other than that, I'm just doing multiplayer. I'm just doing the the normal maps. I'm just trying to kill people as they're killing me. You know, we we get we slap high fives, we uh exchange bullets, we exchange name cards, you know, it's all fun. It's all it's all good. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Although I do want to do the rank match stuff. I want I still wanna we can try, try that, that together. Yeah, yeah. So I came, I came, as as my AK said, I came really close to spending some uh some money on it just to get a gun that can shoot out blue tracer rounds because I got shot with one. I was just like, what is this? This is weird. Like, what's happening here? So I didn't do it yet. I might do it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. I tried Diablo too, but I mean, I don't got much to say. I've I've never played a Diablo game either. Uh, what class did you pick? Okay. Barbarian, but apparently uh, that's the week uh, I should have picked something else. It looks like. Oh, okay, okay. Because like that, I know I know that's a class that is supposed to be a good starter class, but I didn't pick it because I saw Druid and I have feelings of for, for Druid, so I, I went that way. Um, yeah. Well, I you know I think the 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 beta still should be. Sh- the beta should still be running, is what I meant to say. So I would, you know, if you want, try the Druid class or the Necromancer class, but... I got Chia to play. <laughs> You're right. All right. Uh, well, I, th- I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. We're going to call it. That has been our episode of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. We hope you'll enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting apps. Because every little bit helps. Don't forget, if you are watching this video, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. Because based off our based off of our analytics, we see that a lot of you people who are watching our stuff aren't aren't subscribed to the channel. So I think you should uh, do us a solid and subscribe to the channel. Okay. Yeah. So do that. Um. Yeah, you know, that's it. So, you know, next time, until next time, you be safe, you play games, you have fun, you call your parents, see how they're doing, play games. I don't don't know, man. Take care.